Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you once again today. As you know, I'm always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests. And i got to tell you, today's show is a winner. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that, and most importantly, has the chops to be able to help you be there and do that as well. So I'm super excited to pick her brain for your benefit today. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind group, or through Powerful Words Character Development or All-Star Cheer Sites, you know how much I focus on the importance of successfully leveraging the media, right? Well, I'm pretty darn stoked to tell you this show is going to help us to do just that. So today, it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. She's got a ton of valuable info about what I consider to be a super, super hot topic that's going to help you succeed as well as a fun way to deliver it. So I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. Let's face it, we only get uh, one ride around this merry-go-round, and let's make sure it's one hell of a ride, okay? Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your significant other, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, I want to give you a little bit of background about our guest today. Okay? By the way, uh, this one was a, a really super, super exciting show for me because, as you know, I, I want every single podcast um, to provide my listeners with at least one action step that you can take and get done today. You know, I'm a big fan of GSD, right? Getting shit done. Well, today I really want to make sure you listen and you implement, okay? So Because we're going to be talking today to, uh, to Gita and Nod Carney. There comes a moment in every entrepreneur's life where they sit down to Google how to write a press release. And my next guest is going to answer that question in a way that nobody's talking about. Gita got her first paid writing gig when she was 12 years old. She's been a journalist for more than two decades working for the CBC, CNN, Global TV, Reader's Digest, and more. She recently launched Baby Got Booked, an online course designed to teach entrepreneurs how to do their own PR find the journalists who are looking for them, and build the credibility that only comes from unpaid press. Alrighty, let's get rocking and rolling. Gita, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. It's my, my pleasure. So, listen, before we get started, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you, or hearing you speak, or participating in your course yet, um, take a second, share your story with our listeners, alright? What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Gita? So, for me, I think the if there was one thing that I could do over and over for the rest of my life without ever getting bored, I think it would be to set audacious goals and then conquer them, surpass them. That's, that's what makes me tick. Mm. And that goes across whether it's training physically or setting ridiculous 
you know, business goals or setting ridiculous media goals, whatever it is, uh, or parenting goals for that matter, uh, that's what I do. That's and and that's what drives me. It's why I wake up every morning at four thirty a.m. I go to bed early though. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly hope so. But but you know, it's I I've never had this much energy. Uh, and I think it's really because I finally am plugged into my purpose. It's, you, you know, you said that thing about you've got only got one ride around this planet, make it a hell of a good one. And that's what I'm doing. And it really does feed your soul. It really does feed your spirit. And I, at the older I get, the, the faster and sharper I seem to get, which is kind of awesome. I love this. You know, folks, first takeaway, right? It's all about goal setting and goal getting. You know, it, Absolutely. There's your and first. Getting shit done. Hello. Yeah, you got to get shit done. It, it, otherwise, you know, what the hell are we doing here? So, all right, Gita, you know, you've, you've been working as a journalist for over 20 years. Um, how did that happen? Where did you get your start? Okay, so that's actually a, a fun failure story. So we can start. <laughs> why don't we just start there? Um, so I'm 35 years old um, as of right now, when as we speak. And the reason that, that I have 20 plus years of journalism experience is because. When I was 10 years old, I grew up in Mumbai, by the way, in case you're wondering about my accent. Okay. This is the private English school Mumbai accent. <laughs> um, when I was 10 years old, I did the one thing that no Indian child is allowed to do. I brought home an almost failing grade on my report card. On oh, Lord. My, yeah, on an English language paper. So this is, and English was, is my first language. It's the, the medium of instruction at our school. And... Uh, this was essay writing, comprehension, uh, grammar, all of that stuff. And my father, who has won awards for his English and is a journalist himself, was horrified that anyone carrying his DNA, he's very dramatic, could possibly, possibly fail English language. So he and my mom devised a program whereby me and my two younger sisters would sit down and we were forced to write three essays a week, all summer long, or we were not allowed to go out and play. Wow. Yeah. I know that my parents are pretty hardcore. So um, the good news, and uh, you know, to their credit, they made it really interesting. So each of us had our own scrapbook, and we would write book reviews of our favorite bedtime stories, and we would write reports on you know outings that we did together and that sort of thing, and uh, cut images out of magazines and write fictitious characters. And my dad would sit and patiently critique them and say, "Hey, you know, your body copy is sloppy on this one. You could have used a stronger headline. Your conclusion doesn't quite work on this." And honestly, I was 10 years old, and by the time we got to the end of that summer, I realized that I could paint more colorful pictures with my plain old HP pencil than I could with an entire box of Crayolas. And my dad basically gave me the gift of knowing what I was born to do at age 10. And so by the time I was 12, I was publishing internationally and getting paid for my writing, and that's kind of how I fell into the news. I love that. You know, and it's funny because I have a four and a six-year-old, so, mm. you know, t wonderful food for thought. Um, and what a, what a gift your dad gave you. I know. I know. Father's Day and Mother's Day are big, big days in our house. I bet they are. <laughs> I bet they are. All right. You know, what I'm seeing, you know, there seems to be a lot of buzz about social media these days. You know, we see it everywhere. Mm -hmm. It seems like you're pushing people to go back to more of a, an old-school media channel here, you know. Why do you feel like bricks and mortar businesses, and, and obviously many of my listeners, whether you're in the cheer niche, the martial arts industry, the dance studio, you know, why do you feel like they should be focusing their PR efforts on getting booked on traditional media versus just, hey, I'm a Facebook star? 
Okay, um, that I don't think I need to actually answer that question because I suspect your listeners are going to be able to answer it for themselves when I ask this question. How many of you who are active on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn or wherever it is that you play, how many of you are thrilled with the results that you're getting for all the hours that you're putting in? <laughs> you mean we're supposed to be compensated for the time we spend on Facebook? Just saying, what's your ROI? I'm a hard-nosed business person, and I and I, I will tell you this. This is another great failure story from my own story. I have produced content for the biggest names in the business. I've worked for CBC, CNN. I'm a regular contributor to Huffington Post, Entrepreneur Magazine. I've been in the New York Times, yada, yada, yada. I know how to produce content. I figured when I started my business, I thought, hey, if anyone can win this content marketing game, it's going to be me. I know how to do this. But guess what? Putting out good content and building an audience are two very separate activities. Those are two different activities. And guess what? Neither of them is paid, which sucks if you're trying to run a business because when the hell do you ever have time left over to actually do whatever it is that generates your income? Well, at least that was my challenge. So at some point I woke up and I said, screw this, I'm just going to get on TV. And that's when things really took off for me. Oh, I bet. I bet. Um, yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I, I, I got to believe there are going to be folks out there listening right now who are thinking, yeah, that's all well and good. Because you, know, you know what you're doing. Yeah, you know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, you know, I'm going yeah, to sit yeah. here and like just you know throw throw stuff out into the ethos and become a superstar. Um, you know, I must be lucky, right? Yo, it's clearly luck. It has nothing. To, <laughs> it has nothing to do with acquired skill, expertise, or tenacity. Clearly, um, you know, I'm guessing a lot of folks would probably want to leave it to the experts and hire a PR firm to take care of this. Um, tell me this. Obviously, there's a time and a place. So. When would you suggest people leave it to the pros? When you have $10,000 a month to spend and aren't guaranteed results and you're comfortable with that, you leave it to the pros. So in other um, words, if you've got 10000 bucks that you could light on fire yeah, and not cry about it. Then go for it. Then that's, that's, you know, and maybe I would like your credit card, actually. <laughs> but, um, but no, but seriously, I, you know, I, I'm answering this tongue-in-cheek, but I just wanted, I wanted back up to that, that point that you made earlier, which is, yes, it must be really easy for me to get in the media. You know what? It's actually not that hard. And I'm saying this, yes, I did have media experience, and certainly I've played in the media in TV, pr radio, print, and web, so I knew what I was doing. But I have... Tons of students who work with me, who are taking my course, who have zero, literally zero media experience. I'm going to give you a, a concrete example with a real name that you can Google. Miriam Pearl. Okay? So you Google this name if you like. So she is based in Montreal. She is a gluten-free baker. And her message, it's all about your message, right? Her message is kids should be able to, or people should be able to have really good food that's allergen-free, that doesn't make them sick. And so she joined the course, and I teach people how to package up their message, because this is something that a lot of people get wrong. You, you try to cram in too much information into a press release, in, you know, and, and it goes all over the place, and then the journalist gets lost and dumps you. That's basically te what tends to happen. So what I did was I have templates in the course where you literally fill in the blanks and write out a pitch. So not a press release, a story-based emotional pitch. So Miriam does this. She spends 35 minutes filling out this pitch, she puts it in our private Facebook community. I look at it on our next group coaching call. We have one every two weeks. I workshop it for her. I spend literally just 10 minutes saying, you know, tweak this headline. Your bio doesn't look right. You know, change the sentence. They're going to ask you this. Don't put it in your pitch, but they're going to ask you this. Make sure you're prepared, blah, blah, blah. She sends it off. 
that night she changes it she spent maybe 50 less than an hour 50 minutes on this project she goes to bed she wakes up the next morning she's booked she sent out four pitches she's been booked four times she's going to be on breakfast television this month with her son this time for celiac awareness month she's been on cbc radio that's run nationally it's like it's it works it's not hard you mean it's not, it's, it's not magic it's not magic. It's not rocket science. And actually, the reason I knew that I had a business with Baby Got Booked was because I spent hours and hours on Skype and on the phone calling my network of producers and editors and big-name bloggers like the Huffington Post and so on, asking them, you know, what works in the media, what are they sick of, and, you know, what mistakes are people making when they pitch, etc. And every single one of them at the end of our talk would say, Oh man, I'm so glad someone's making this course because I'm so tired of shitty press releases. <laughs> That's when I knew I had a business. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, well then, on that same line of conversation, you know, what do you feel like the number one mistake you're seeing people make when they're pitching the media? The first thing they do is they send out a press release. That's that's not mistake number one. And what I mean by that is that people send out what. If what actually started off as the absolute most basic pieces of information that a journalist needs to get their job done. So when a journalist, you know, back in the day, you had a journalist who would have their job for 40 years, they'd be on staff, they'd have a beat, they really get, got to know their subject. They had time. Right now, I mean, when I was working at the CBC, I would have 60 new emails come in on my lunch break. That I had to like delete, 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 delete as I was going through them. So the time aspect is really crucial. So the first thing you do is you send out this very, very dry media advisory, right? It's like the who, what, where, when, how, why. And it's the most boring, basic information. And the biggest mistake that people make is they tell a story that's all about them. They forget completely to answer the only question that the producer really cares about, which is what's in this for my audience? So you want to start with a headline that this, whoever this producer or editor or blogger or podcaster is, when you when they read your email subject line alone, they should immediately get the feeling, oh, I would see that as a headline for a piece that I would produce. I can see this. This this is something my audience would click on. They're the gatekeeper to their audience, right? So this is something my audience will click on. So they'll open it. Then you put in your headline and you start with, okay, you answer the question, why is this relevant to your audience and why should you cover it right now? And the why now, and I really say this with so much love to people who own studios, because I have worked with many of you before, it is not about your next event, it is not because you have a new space. The why now, what the producer means when she asks why now is, why should I be covering this why is this a story that my audience is going to get excited about right now? And as exciting as your opening is to you, it's not really a news story. Do you see? So what you actually want to be doing is thinking about, okay, well, what's, what's the season? So if, if there's a huge, if it's back to school, for example, and you tie in the fact that people who dance and people who are good at movement tend to be smarter and, and tend to be uh, more likely to go to college, that's a great why now. Do you see what the difference is? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So yeah, so so you want to be, uh, be so you can create your own seasonal hook too. So sometimes there's something very specific to your area, and I'll give you an example that's not specifically dance related. But I had a um, a student, Lorraine Overall, who uh, has a green boutique. So everything in her shop is beautifully, sustainably sourced, and socially conscious, and environmentally conscious, and so on and so forth. Gorgeous stuff. She was sick and tired of being her city's best kept secret, and she was about, about a month away from going out of business. And she was like, I need to get exposure ASAP. So in Montreal, which is where she lives, which is where I live, um, we have this weird thing that's <laughs> completely crazy thing that our city does, which is that everybody moves on July 1st, in the sense of all leases end on July 1st. So what happens is you spend the rest of the summer then attending housewarming parties. <laughs> so we pitched... Lorraine as a green gift giving expert and we pitched this idea of green housewarming gifts your guide to green housewarming gifts this is seasonal but it's fresh it's not something that Hallmark is necessarily interested in but it's very topical for your area so if you have something like that that goes on where you have a specific Cinco de Mayo or something that goes on in your particular city that gives you an interesting hook where you can basically do a journalist a favor by giving them a fresh way to tell a tired story, they will love you. Wow. I love this. I, I, I love everything about this because it's so logical. I know. It's and, not rocket science. It, it, well, but also it cuts out all the bullshit. Totally. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty bullshit free. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I have no time. Seriously, I'm like, I'm all about the implementation. So I'm like, if you can talk fast and cut out the fluff and give it to me in five seconds rather than 30 minutes, I'm your friend for life. Seriously. <laughs> this is perfect. Perfect. You know, one of the things I hear from my listeners is, you know, they, they, they actually do go out and send out a press release and then they never mm -hmm. hear back from the journalist. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you feel like, I mean, I feel like you kind of answered that in, in, in our last last little convo, but you know, how do you feel like small business owners can just cut through the noise that's out there? The relevance piece is really important. That strong subject line is extremely important, but it's not all of it. It's not the entire story. So I will say this. I recently had an experience. So this is a great example of the fact that as much as we like to believe that journalists and producers are these amazing special people who always have beautiful hair and never have bad days, as, as someone who's been one, I can tell you we're as full of shit as everybody else. <laughs> and therefore, we drop balls just like everybody else does. So recently, I had pitched um, a, a producer for, who happens to be a friend as well of mine a story, and I was pretty sure it was a great fit, and I'm pretty good at pitching. So when I didn't hear back from her, I thought, huh, did I misjudge? Like, what, what was that? So I follow up. I hope you're taking notes. Please, it, all the money is in the follow-up. All the money is in the follow-up. And we actually have a, a follow-up calendar in our course that we teach people what's the best day to pitch, what's the best day to follow up. And so I followed up, and she was like, oh, my God, it's been on the top of my to-do list. Are you sure? I'd, oh, my God, I thought I'd written you back because it was so exciting. I loved your story, and I, in my mind, it was already booked. <laughs> Do you see the difference between what I thought the story was and what his story actually was? Wow. She didn't get back to me because she loved it so much she thought she had booked it. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess everybody on this call can, can, can acknowledge the fact that they've gotten a text and thought they, they answered it in their mind. Exactly, exactly. Or they put it in the, oh, um, I can't get to it right now because I'm running to a meeting, I'm going to get to it, and they never do. Right. It, it happens too. 
Or sometimes, and this is one of the things that I'm really a big fan of that I teach in the course, is how to turn rejection into relationship. Because when a producer or a journalist says no to you, what they're really saying, this is the one situation where no doesn't actually mean no. <laughs> in other situations, it always does. Let's be clear. Um, <laughs> in this situation, the no just means it means not yet. It means uh, not this particular piece. Uh, no, maybe we've just assigned it to somebody already, which you don't, couldn't possibly know about because it's, you know, in the back end and you haven't seen that piece come out yet. No, we covered it last year. We don't want to do a similar piece, yada, yada. Basically, it's a not yet. And so what I teach people how to do is to leverage that and say, hey, you know, thank you so much for getting back to me. Because my students don't never hear back. Typically, they don't never hear back. They always they get no's, which is already a foot in the door. Because most producers and journalists never write back. If it's a no, they just hit delete. They don't take the time. So the fact that they take the time is usually a sign that they're like, hey, I kind of like you. I, I like what you're doing. This may not be the right fit for me right now, but I like what you're doing enough to reach back to you to be like, hey, keep pitching. I've heard that before. Be like, this is not the right fit, but I like your style. Keep pitching. And then you turn that into something else. Mm. You pitch them another idea. You follow up. You and you know there's a whole dance to it. You you follow up with idea number two, for example. And people get booked all the time off of this. I do it. This is what I do, and this is how I end up in the, you know in places like the New York Times and so on. So, yeah. And this and and, and this you feel regardless of the actual media channel. Oh yeah. The system's the same. The system is more or less the same. Absolutely. I love this. You know what? Uh, you've been talking about the uh, the baby got booked course, so do me a favor. Tell me what it is, and you know, most importantly, don't don't forget. I, I recently had a guest who was all excited about telling me about one of the things she just kicked off, and then totally forgot to tell me how people could acquire find it or it. find out about it. So um, I will poke and prod to get more of that. But tell me about the course and and, and what it, what it's doing. Okay, so the course is basically, it's all online. It's, you know, a home study kind of program. It's all uh, slideshow videos, and there are 10 modules. Uh, I have basically, I, you remember we talked about no bullshit and I'm all about no fluff. Mm -hmm. So I've basically taken my 23 years of journalism experience as well as my network's collective experience and distilled it to five and a half hours, which was really not easy. <laughs> really not. So if you want to watch all the modules back to back, it would take you five and a half hours. Because what I want, and I don't recommend it, by the way, because it's a lot of information. Um, but what I wanted to do was have it be bite-sized enough and actionable enough that you didn't get so sucked in and seduced by the learning aspect of things that you never actually took action. Because if you don't take the action, you're not going to get booked. So it starts off with the module that I uh, that we start off with is how to sell your message, not yourself. And that's the one where we really go in depth because most people I, I work with don't actually know how to package their message. They don't actually have not satisfactorily answered the question, what really sets me apart from everybody else in my space? Why am I storyboardy? Why should people get excited about what it is I do? And this helps you really hone in on your ideal clients, who you're playing with, who you want to play with, who you want to target. Because you don't want to spend too much time targeting the wrong media. Because mm -hmm. you, you, you want to target media that's going to get you results, right? The media is also a means to an end, ultimately. Right. So, I, so it's all about the results. So you start off with that, how to write a killer pitch. I have templates because I kept hearing from people, oh, my God, I'm so inspired. I'm so excited. I have so many stories in my head. I don't know where to start. And I'm like, huh? 
and I was like, okay, great. Well, I heard it so many times that I was like, there's something to this. So I designed a course where you never have to start because I've actually started for you. There are templates where you plug and play, you fill in the blanks, just like Miriam did. And then we have a private Facebook community where you can, you know, get everybody else's feedback in addition to my own. So you get feedback from people who are likely in your ideal uh, target audience who will give you feedback to say, oh, this word is stronger, that headline was stronger, didn't like your bio, you know, change this, do that, blah, blah, blah. We'll give you ideas for sound bites. I teach you how to speak in sound bites. This is how you make small, not you go past the elevator pitch and you make every aspect of your backstory, why you do what you do, your process, your results, all of these, you package them up into these beautifully shareable little sound bites so that they stick in people's heads. And then that's the kind of thing where somebody's going to pick up the phone and be like, oh my God, I heard the coolest thing on the radio today. And then they're going to tell your story, which is so awesome. So that's how you get shared. Um, I go through how to write a press, uh, the press release piece, where to find the journalists. I have these amazing resources that I discovered when I was a freelance journalist that nobody is using out there, not even PR professionals. This is how I get my students to get head and, to stand head and shoulders above their competition because I'm giving them all these hidden resources that nobody else is using. I have a media trainer called Bob Babinski who trains journalists here in Canada across the CBC, that's our, our BBC, mm-hmm. on how to be more powerful on camera and on uh, in front of a, a microphone. So I got him to give us training for how to be a better interview. Wow. Well, I think I, you know, might as well get it from the pros. Um, and then I get, you know, how to create a visual brand, tips on makeup, accessorizing, all of these pieces that you'd want to have ready once you get your first TV booking. And then the last two modules are all about how to leverage the media that you do get, which is, again, someplace that people just lose steam and forget what to do. Because let's face it, 80% of the people you want to reach are probably not going to be watching TV the day you happen to get your big break. Exactly. So how do you then use the media that you've gotten? And this is what I have done, using media that I've gotten that people didn't watch on the day to grow my business from, I was at $2,400 my first month when I started, to $17,000 my third month. I leveraged it. I know what I'm doing. My students are now doing it too. Um, And the final piece is you're going to get so busy, you're going to start getting so much media that maybe you're going to start wanting to not do it yourself. In that situation, you don't want to be hiring a PR agency. What you want to be doing is hiring a much cheaper virtual assistant. And I give you tips for exactly how to do that so that you can keep your media real estate and never have to rent somebody else's Rolodex. Because when you work with an agency, and I have nothing against agencies, they work very hard, and sometimes it is the right fit, but for most small business owners, it seldom is. And the reason for that is that you are paying thousands upon thousands of dollars to basically have them build contacts on your behalf. When, they're turning, when they get rejected, you don't see any of those emails. You don't see any of those contacts. You can't turn them into relationships. They do, which they then take to the next client. Right. So six months down the line, when you stop paying them, what are you going to do? You've got nothing. Whereas when you do it yourself, you have media real estate. It's like purchasing all those contacts because you have them forever. The next three businesses you start, you never start at zero again. Right. Where did you? Uh, where, where can folks find this? Because this is this is a no brainer. It, it really, it is <laughs> on so many levels. I mean, and actually, even before you, you tell us where to get it, w- the first thing you said, as far or actually one of the things you said that I wrote down here, as far as speaking in sound bites, 
So my wife is on Good Morning America Today Show usually once a week, once every other week. And the biggest skill set for her, and it took her years because she didn't didn't actually have a shortcut. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm kicking myself that I didn't know about you before (laughs) uh, because this would have made her life dramatically, dramatically easier. That alone... Um, the ability to speak in sound bites. I mean, everything else you said, I, totally, totally valuable beyond. But just knowing how important those sound bites are. Oh my gosh, I know. It's Especially everything. Especially when you want to play with the big boys. Absolutely. Well, it's everything. everything. I mean, on any given night, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evening, I see a, a news van in my house, and I'm wondering, oh, here, did my wife like put the kids in the wood chipper or something? Or what, <laughs> what, what exactly? Why are they here? And I'm like, oh yeah, they probably needed seven seconds of her time. So. But again, it's all about the soundbite. So this is ginormous. All right, I, I'm sorry I interrupted. Tell me, where, uh-huh. where can folks get this? So you have two options, and actually I have a free gift for everybody who's listening. Um, if you want to just get five tips, including one 10-second Twitter tip. So I do use social media, but I really only use social media just to support my media habit. I don't use social media for the fun of it because I don't have fun on it. Um, but if you want a 10-second Twitter tip that landed one of my students, Sarah Petty, international coverage in The Guardian, she literally sent out, took 10 seconds to write a tweet, and she landed herself in The Guardian, daily circulation, 189,000 readers. Um, I have a PDF, Quick Start, that you, can, that you can download for free, and you just have to go to babygotbooked.com. So super easy, past tense, babygotbooked.com. And you'll be able to download it there. You'll be added to my mailing list so I can send you all kinds of juicy tidbits and information that I only send to my list. Um, And if you're interested in working with me and would like to find out more about the course, then the best way to do this, and Jason, hopefully you'll have this in show notes somewhere, is geetanadkarni.com. And if you just click on the Baby Got Books tab, you'll find me. Or just Google Geeta, that's Geeta with two E's, G-E-E-T-A, and Baby Got Booked, and you'll find me. Do me a favor. I want to spell out your URLs. I'll put these on the show notes as well. But G E E T A, G E E T A N for Navy, A D for Dog, K A R N I, GeetaNadkarni.com. And there's a Baby God Books tab. It tells you everything you need to know. There's real people, testimonials there. You can Google everything. Um, no BS. Like I said, you know where to find me. That's perfect. All right, folks, do this. Uh, even if you're only looking for the free tips, do that. Um, anytime you have somebody who is clearly an ass kicker and an action taker and actually has done it for real listen to what they say don't try to figure this crap out for yourself so agree that's how i grew (laughs) so much jason listen i i always like to end my 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 podcast with one really important question and it's this you know if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or more importantly to help them live a better more fulfilled life what would that piece of advice be make the decision to be ready because being ready is a decision. Nobody is ever actually ready for anything worth being ready for. Like parenthood, like love, like marriage, like business, like anything. Think about all the shit that actually means something to you and ask yourself if five minutes before it happened to you, were you really ready for it? Chances are the answer was no. You thought you might have been and then it kicked your butt. So just be ready. Make the decision and then when you fall down, you pick yourself up by the scruff of your neck and you keep going. I love that. I absolutely love it. Wow. Gita, thank you so much for joining me today. You know, I know how busy your schedule is, so oh, I really I appreciate you taking the time to share some of your, your brilliance, your wisdom, and yeah, uh, your show. passion with us. So thank you. 
All right, folks, that is all the time we've got for today. Thank you so much for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. Go get them. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.